Hello and welcome to the Lazy Sunday Show. I'm your host, Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, today we're going to talk about the first country that I traveled to knowing nobody and just straight up adventuring with no course or direction. And plus, this is a very special country, too. And this country is Portugal. So I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, what made Portugal so special right off the bat was when I first flew there, flying from Helsinki, connecting to Brussels, Belgium, I thought, okay, this is going to be a lot of nerves because it's the first time I've ever traveled somewhere where I really didn't know anybody and that I would be essentially doing my own thing with no really sort of direction. So when we landed in Lisbon, it really was interesting for me because everyone clapped like they were cheering as we touched down, which was the first and I think only time that's ever happened for me. I don't know if it's something that is normal for them, but it was really cool. And also what was really special was that the actual flight attendants updated us on the Euro Cup final because it was between Portugal and France. That night, they were playing for the championship. So as I was walking through the airport, there was literally nobody. Like I couldn't see a single soul there. And I thought, okay, this is weird. But as I was walking towards the exit, I just heard screaming and like people jumping up and down. Uh, and I thought, you know, what happened? And the Portuguese team scored against the French, making it one to nil. And everyone is just freaking out. They're celebrating. I thought, okay, this is really cool. So by the time I got my Metro Pass and arrived near my hotel, walking around in the streets, seeing nobody. But as I walked by and looked in windows, there were gatherings of people everywhere Uh, glued to their TVs, because this was a huge moment. And this was the first time I really noticed that soccer is religion in some of these countries, just kind of like how hockey is for Canadians. So as I was checking into my hotel, the clerk who was at the desk, he was like super quiet. And I asked him, like, are you okay? Is everything fine? And he said, Portugal won. They won the Euro Cup. So I gave him my biggest congratulations. Like, hey, this is awesome. Your your country won. And by the time I got my key, went up, I think it was four or five levels, and into my room, there were cars driving down the streets, blasting music, honking their horns. They had uh, Portuguese flags flying from the windows and people running around the streets waving flags. They were singing chants and cheers. 
I had the best view of it. Just looking at the town square and just people going nuts. And in fact, I called my parents and they were kind of concerned, of course, because sometimes these celebrations get a little bit too crazy. But during the four days there, it was so cool. People were celebrating the whole entire four days, which made it that much more memorable. In fact, it was hard to fall asleep that night because there was so much going on. And I really wanted to like go down and uh, really immerse myself in with the crowd. But at the same time, I felt like, okay, this is the first time I'm in a country by myself. I should be careful. Now looking at it, nah, it would have been fun. It, I know next time if I'm ever in that opportunity again, I'm definitely going to jump on the bandwagon and cheer and support the team that won. It was actually quite stressful, my time there, just because, again, first time by myself, I grabbed the map as I was leaving the airport and kind of planned out my four days there and essentially blocked off the city of Lisbon into four sections, uh, north, south, east, west. So each day I would spend the whole entire day in that certain direction, and I would look up these different tourist attractions on each one. I was going to take public transit, but thought, you know what? Just walk the streets. Just enjoy the scenery. This is a totally new culture. This is a totally new area. Just embrace everything. I remember the first time I wanted to try the traditional Portuguese food. I was walking around, and each place I kind of thought, eh, I'll try it. But then I was afraid that maybe they didn't speak English. Again, this is like way back. This is 2016. This was one of the the first major trips that I took. And I was very naive. But I ended up eating a lot of McDonald's. Not going to lie. I think Subway I ate a couple of times because it was the first time I ate Subway where they had corn as an option. I thought, heck yeah, I love corn. So... The first day of actually like exploring the city, I decided, you know what? Let's go in this direction and see where it takes me. Uh, and luckily enough, there was a really beautiful park that was right beside the hotel. And it was called the Jardim de Estrella. It had all these cool plants and these cool trees that I never seen in my life. And why would I see these things? It's a different climate. So walking around, just observing some of these trees really was eye-opening. And actually, it's still the only place that I've actually been that's tropical, right? That has that sort of climate, which stands out in a lot of ways. And in fact, one of 
the trees, the, the one of the leaves fell down and I picked it up and it was the size of my hand, like twice as big as my hand. So I put it in my backpack and I thought, you know what, it would be really nice to take home with me and give it to my parents or keep it as a souvenir. Well, I never thought it through and I just put it in my backpack. It dried out and by the time I got home, it was nothing but just little pieces of leaf like it was nothing which was kind of sad but next time i'll have to find a way of sealing it or even you know worse comes to worse buying something that's already pre-sealed it would be funny though if somebody looked in my backpack and saw all that crumbled leaf because they may think it's some sort of drug or something like that i don't do drugs uh And I don't do drugs, so we'll just clarify that right now before anyone starts thinking that sort of thing. Anyways, back onto the main track. Walking along the main strip, I would say, of downtown Lisbon, had a chance to look at some cool souvenir places. And in fact, someone spotted me out and they invited me into their little shop and they actually gave me a discount because I was Canadian. So I thought, Hey, that's pretty cool. Mind you, they could have said it was a discount and it was actually regular price or something, but it was still a nice gesture and a nice way to get somebody in the store. I still have my Portugal necklace hanging from one of my displays. And actually I can see it right now. It's, it brings back a lot of memories especially since I wore that pretty well the whole time I was there. So it it adds a lot of sentimental value. One of the most impressive places, like there were actually many impressive places in Lisbon, but of course Lisbon Square and the Arco do Rua Augusta, which is the famous arc in Lisbon, was just so so spectacular just something that i've seen while looking at pictures of lisbon and thinking okay well this is really cool but to be there and sit there and look at it was just so eye-opening and in fact at the end on the very last day i had some free time and decided to go to the top where you can have like a overlook of the city and it was definitely worth it there were many beautiful look-offs as well like throughout the whole city you can see the water from pretty well any point of view it was quite magical honestly one of the coolest cathedrals that i saw there is called the cathedral of saint mary major or lisbon cathedral which opened in the year 1147. That is unbelievable. Just how things were made so far back in time, and they stood the test of time. They've lasted this long. It's truly remarkable. Again, Canada probably wasn't even a thought back then. I've said that, I've referenced that before, but 
seriously, it's so cool. Uh, now, Marquis Pumbal was a large statue in the middle of this huge roundabout. And it was, again, pretty close to my hotel. But they had Portuguese flags hanging from it. There was this one point where this one vehicle, I don't know how they could see through the front windshield, but they had Portuguese flags all over it. Uh, The city put up all the flags. It was so patriotic. It kind of reminded me in a way of Canada. Like everywhere you go, you're going to see a Canadian flag or even Nova Scotia. You'll see Nova Scotian flags everywhere too. It was really, it was really nice to see. And I feel like other countries should be more patriotic that way. At least, you know, fly your national flag, show that you have support for your country. I know that we now have flags at the end of our driveway of like Canada flag, Nova Scotia flag, and Cape Breton Island flag, because that's where my dad's from, is Cape Breton. Uh, it was really great, honestly. Unfortunately, I missed the chance to see the team drive by in like this big like double-decker bus with the championship. Uh, it, it drove by my hotel as I was exploring, where it's kind of sucked. It would have been cool to see. But at least the city had a chance to see it. And they'll never forget that. That's for sure. One of the iconic places there was the Bellum Tower. It's a very famous tower. It was used in the war. Uh, it took two hours to walk, mind you. In fact, this, that story alone, I was trying to find my way there. And I had my map with me. My phone was kind of crappy, so it wouldn't use Google Maps. So essentially old schooling it by using the map and walking along the train tracks is really peaceful until I finally found an area where I can cross over the train tracks and continue on my way. Probably walked about, I don't know, 25 minutes or so before realizing it was a dead end. And I couldn't cross the train tracks Thought, all right, got lost. Surprise, surprise, Thomas getting lost on a trip. Who would have thunk? But uh, anyways, it took about two hours without getting lost. Going to the Bellum Tower, going downstairs where they kept the prisoners uh, to go to the top. I didn't go to the very top because the lineup was really long, but there's like a, a look off that you can go up to and just seeing the ocean it was quite amazing really and so much history especially with the portuguese there's so much history going back and it was as i'm talking about it really it's really giving me a whole new perspective in fact Somebody asked me today, they asked me a good question. I'm, in fact, going to pull it up right now because it really made me think. And they said, how has those experiences changed your way of thinking and seeing some things? Uh, asking about me traveling a lot. And I said, it really opens up your mind to go to these different cultures that 
sure, they may not be like Canada. They may not even be first world. But you go to these places and you see the joy and the happiness of, of these people. And sure, maybe they don't have the same luxuries as what we have in Canada have, but they appreciate everything. And they find their happiness and they're happy with where they are. And for me, that really kind of struck a note and thought, you know, Canadians were very well represented around the world and people want to come to Canada. People want to live in Canada and start a new life. So I want to kind of do the reverse of that. I want to go to a different country and see the struggle it takes for someone going out of their comfort zone moving to a totally different culture, totally different language, and making it work. Then after this time period, I can come back to Canada if I want and say, hey, I really appreciate where I'm from, and this is why. Uh, that that question really stood out. Now, one of the monuments that was really amazing along the journey towards the Bellum Tower it was this monument of the discoveries, which was a beautiful view of the city again. Uh, it kind of explained uh, the history of, like, the short history of Lisbon. Along with that, the Dronimus Monastery was this huge, huge area, beautiful garden, uh, most colorful flowers that I've ever seen, uh, with this big, huge building. I, it was really cool to just sit there, honestly. I sat there and just took it all in. It was so cool uh, just sitting there thinking, I'm walking around this new city, uh, just taking in everything. And speaking of taking in, I took in a lot of sun rays. Like, I was sunburnt. As you may know, Ginger's have this ability to get sunburnt very easily and then not tan. But going to Portugal was the only time I've ever actually kept a tan for a whole summer. I was there for four days. I eventually had to go find somewhere that had like afterburn or something like this. And the only size they had was this big jug, like this humongous, like one liter thing. So I thought, you know what? I'll just, use it, and then leave it there for the next person. Who knows, maybe they're a a dumb tourist like me and who's not prepared for the situation. But whatever was in it, it worked because I had a great tan for the rest of that year. The only time in my life I've had a great tan. So maybe that's going to be my retirement place so I can go there, get a great tan, and enjoy the, the scene one of the most memorable places, the, of course, the Bellum Tower and the Arch, that was very Im- impressive. But the one that really stuck in my mind was the St. Castello Castle. Not because it took 260 stairs to get to the top, but it was just so historical. It was so huge, and it had so many different areas that you can go uh, they had a restaurant, 
in it as well, a little park that they converted into. Overall, some of the old ruins there date it back to the 7th century. That is ridiculous. And it said it ranged between the 7th and the 18th century. So to be able to have something that old and then try to upkeep it, that's that's a lot of work. And with that sort of history, you want to keep it around as long as possible. There was a look-off. Uh, it was called the Tower of St. Lawrence, which was another 163 steps. Yes, I did count that again. And it was kind of off to the side of the the castle, but it had one of the best views of the actual city. The houses, uh, you can see the archway from there. It was really incredible. But along the way, I also saw the world's oldest bookstore, which was, again, super cool to check that off the bucket list, or at least say that I've been there. And overall, Portugal, and well, Lisbon, was very, very memorable. Now, people say that there's other places, too, that you should go see in Portugal. Uh, Porto is one of the cities that a lot of people would like to go see. But there's so many other different hidden gems within the country. And if I had more time, I definitely would have explored more. And now, looking back with the experience that I've had, I wouldn't mind going back again and exploring a different area and then not being afraid to indulge more into the culture. One of the things I should have done was try to be more uh, open to trying new foods. I mean, sure, corn on my Subway sub was a new thing, but still, something new completely. I would say the best time to travel there, if you want, I would assume being close to the winter time, like the fall or winter. I feel like it's almost similar to the Caribbean in relationship to North America, where you would go there during the winter so that you can avoid the crappy weather. But if you want to be there where the heat is, the summer, like I went pretty well the end of July, early August, and it was pretty pretty hot, even for me. I don't mind the heat. I much rather have heat than cold, but it was pretty hot, not going to lie. As for affordability, I didn't find things too expensive. I bought a, a lot of water, actually. I pretty well bought a couple bottles of water, a couple bottles of Gatorade, and I would just refill them wherever I could. And it was very important to stay hydrated because of this heat. Would I suggest going there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Portugal is a place that I would go back to again, for sure. And who knows, maybe it's next year, maybe it's in a couple of years but I will definitely make it back. But unfortunately, we're all out of time, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening. This is Thomas signing off.
Please stay safe, remember to wash your hands, and have an amazing day.